Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisterly. You are here with your co-hosts, Rebecca and Olivia, and we are so glad to be back with you after an impromptu hiatus <laughs> last week. We are so sorry. We you, but don't worry, we're not. We're back. <laughs> so sorry to have abandoned you without warning for a week, but I have a somewhat good reason. Yeah. It's not the best reason, but no, I, got, I think it's a good reason. <laughs> I got COVID. Um obviously unexpectedly. <laughs> and not only during the birthday month, but during the birthday week. Yeah. The timing was very poor. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, and because of just the chaos around it, it felt too much to try to record an episode last week while dealing with it. Not that I was like on my deathbed or anything. I was okay, but um just like still feeling run down and stressed and just too much to do. So I feel like 2022 really is the year of bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> like it started off. If you listen to our like new year episode, that's like all we talked about was how the year was starting off with like bad timing. And I do yeah. feel like it's kind of continued. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the year. Uh, yeah. So we had high hopes for uh, the week of my birthday we were going to be together we mm-hmm. were going to go on a fun little trip together and with some of my friends to celebrate my birthday and um that did not happen yeah none of that <laughs> happened I was supposed to be in Boston currently I am not I'm in <laughs> yeah. San Francisco yes so basically uh Mike got COVID I got COVID and so we had to just keep to ourselves, be low-key, and recover. And so none of those fun things happened. Um, And that leads us to say what our topic is today, which is disappointment. Um, And it felt very appropriate because I was feeling a lot of disappointment (laughs) this past week. One after the other. (laughs) Just one after the other as Mike and I got COVID and as the – plans I'd hoped to do did not happen. Yeah. And I feel like disappointment can sometimes be a little overwhelming. Like, especially in this situation, it's just all at once, all of these things that you had planned are just like not going to happen. And that can be just jarring because it's like in one moment you have one reality and in the next moment it's something completely different and you have to deal with all of those feelings of disappointment at once. Yep. And so I think that's like not I wouldn't necessarily say this situation is like the most extreme case, but like one of one like that's a little bit more like jarring where it's just in, you know, as soon as you get that second little line <laughs> on your COVID test, things yep. change very quickly. And I feel like a lot of people have probably experienced this with COVID in the past couple of years. Um yeah, I'm sure it's created disappointment for people in all sorts of ways, just like canceled plans, postponed plans, postponed big life events, like everything just gets moved sort of at the drop of a hat. Yeah, so we've both had pretty low-key weekends, um, Rebecca, because she's been sick with COVID, so she's been resting and relaxing. And then me, because I was supposed to be doing a lot of things this weekend with Rebecca, and then when that got canceled, I was just like, well, um, I'm going to – hang out at home and um but did a lot of like reflecting as well I feel like sometimes when 
all of a sudden the things that you were supposed to do just get canceled and then you have all of this open time in front of you gives time for reflection, which I haven't had a lot of time for lately. And so it allowed me to think a lot about this topic on and just in terms of disappointment and what do we do when things change suddenly and like a way that you weren't expecting and aren't thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also came up a lot too because over the weekend I've been watching a lot of reality TV, which is not shocking for me, but um, I watched the newest season of Selling Sunset and I also watched a lot of Married at First Sight. Um, and there were a lot of topics of like disappointment that came up during the shows that I thought were, despite like being kind of like wild circumstances, were actually very relevant experiences to talk about during this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into like specific examples, I think we can talk about like when disappointment comes up. I feel like anyone listening knows what dis- disappointment feels like for them. I think it feels different to all of us. I feel like I can I can like summon up the feeling in my body of disappointment yeah. of like what that feels like, how my body physically reacts. Yeah, it's just it feel literally feels like for me that like just like all the win- – what's it called? Like the um, – what's that expression? You got the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. Yeah, the wind knocked out of you or like uh, – The floor – like the so- rug ripped out from under you. Yeah, maybe. I For some thing, reason, I'm thinking of an expression that uses the word sails. <laughs> like the, all the wind and – I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, like the wind out of your sails? Like take yeah. it out of your sails or something? Yeah, the wind taking out of my sails. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Um. But yeah, just like this feeling of just like, yeah, the kind of like the rug being pulled out from under you and all of a sudden you just like kind of your heart is like sinking. You're like, oh yeah. no, like I had felt so like buoyant and lifted and now all of a sudden I just feel so down and like, oh, like everything just changed in a quick second and now nothing feels right. And you just, I feel like it's also just this feeling of like, oh, I can't believe it. Like I can't believe this just yeah. happened. Like I was, I was expecting this and now everything has just changed. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to no one wants to feel disappointed. And I think a lot of people avoid that feeling. Um, Rebecca and I were just talking about how prior to recording this episode, we both like talked to our boyfriends about they were like, what are you recording today? And I said disappointment. And Jack was like, "Ooh." Like, yeah, it's like heavy topic, you know? And you said Mike had a similar reaction. Yeah, I told him that we were doing disappointment. He was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, sad. Like, no one likes it and everyone tries to avoid it when they can. And But it's also inevitable. So yeah. it's like, okay, how do we identify disappointment? Like, when does it happen? How do we react to it? And what are maybe better ways to overcome it than what you – might instinctually want to do. Yeah. So the first things we kind of chatted about were the different types of disappointment that can come up. And I think there are a lot of like yeah. specific examples, but the ones we were thinking of is like in in this instance, you might have like plans changed or canceled. Like you thought you were going to be, you know, like in this instance, going to a birthday party this weekend. Someone gets COVID, it's canceled. <laughs> yeah. 
Or you uh, thought you were having a graduation party or You thought you were going to get to have a graduation and then COVID <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, very relevant, I feel like, to what we've all experienced the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, then another one that we had was something not living up to an expectation. So I thought about this a lot when I was watching Married at First Sight this weekend. (laughs) It's like you build this idea in your head of what an experience or a person is going to be like. And then you live. How you're going to feel. And then you live the actual experience. And it's not what you had thought it was going to be. Um, And so there's disappointment that comes with that. Um, Another one that we kind of identified was failure of a relationship. which I feel like is self-explanatory, but basically, you know, it can be a friendship, it can be a romantic relationship, it can be a familial relationship, um, and something, you know, fails or ends, and you have to deal with disappointment of that. And then also just the good old disappointment in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) A tough one. (laughs) When you let your own self down. Yep. I feel like for disappointment in yourself, it's, you know – did you not achieve something you were hoping to achieve or or it could be something more like did you just not act in a way that you're proud of or like not in a way that you think aligns with who you are as a person? Yeah, totally. Um, so I think just going back to the first one with like plans canceled or changed, I think when it comes to that kind of a disappointment um, – I think there can be a lot of different levels. Sometimes I think it can be like, oh, you know, I planned to get dinner with my friend and like she canceled. And like, that's a bummer, you know, but you like it's a little bit more of like a low key disappointment, I guess. Right, right. You might be like, oh, man, okay, But then you you quickly pivot. Right. And then there's the other example of like you having to cancel your wedding. (laughs) Yeah. I think like those are two maybe like different ends of the spectrum (laughs) of of disappointment. I feel like sometimes with this one, and I mean, Rebecca, you just went through this, so you would probably know better than I would. There's the obvious disappointment sometimes when it's like, in your case, it was like it was your birthday, so you can't necessarily have your birthday like the actual day again. But sometimes there is the upside of, like, you can reschedule or replan something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this instance, it, it was like, yeah, you can't you can't change the date and you can't change, like, what the situation is going to be on my actual birthday. But, like, we can very – maybe not easily, but we can <laughs> change, you know, a plan for something like that. And I feel like for me – starting to sort of take some action to be like, okay, well, how could I still do what I had sort of hoped to do just at another time or in another way made it more manageable? Um, I don't know if this is like jumping ahead, but we were also thinking about like, you know, how how do we react to disappointment? So like in this Mm -hmm. situation where I'm like, oh, great, I have COVID and this week is not going to go how I planned, you know, before I got even to really like experiencing disappointment, I tried to preempt my disappointment. I tried to uh, first be like, what is this? Like, what could I possibly do to not be disappointed? So like before I knew I had COVID, I was like, 
I'm probably sick. But what if I don't have COVID? What if I could do something else? Like, what if it will be fine? What if I can still make it happen? And then once I did have COVID, I'd be like, okay, well, is there any scenario in which I can still make this happen Mm -hmm. with this amount of time left? And once the answer was clearly no, then it's like, okay, well, got to get over the denial part and just start working towards the like acceptance and turning it around. But we were saying, we think you kind of almost have to go through like the stages of grief when you are experiencing disappointment because disappointment is a kind of grief. You're like mourning what you thought was going to be and are left with what is. And if it doesn't meet your expectations or it's different than you thought, like that is kind of a bit like grief. Um, so once you get past the the denial uh, stage, you know, I think what makes sense to do next is to is to actually feel the disappointment. Um, but I have a hard time doing that, as I'm sure most people do. But so I try to skip that part and go right to the um, just making other plans stage or uh, distracting myself. Um, so, you know, in this case, it was, okay, how do I reorganize? How do I ch- change it up so that this can still happen in just um, a different way? And I do think it is helpful to direct your energy towards something else and to feel like you're looking for a solution. Um, but I think it's important not to skip the step before, which is just to sort of feel it. Totally. And I think, especially when we talk about the grieving part, it, it kind of brings me into our se- our second example, which is this idea of something not living up to an expectation and the disappointment you feel with that. And um, this came up a lot this weekend when I was watching Married at First Sight, and which once again, I know is like a crazy example, but I think it, it what it shows is like, okay, so these people, if you haven't watched Married at First Sight, the show is literally people, as it says, getting married at first sight. And um, so they don't know the person. They don't know what they look like. They don't know their names. And they meet them at the altar. (laughs) And um, but I think like, you know, I mean, people obviously choose to do this. That's why they're on their show. But I think there's a lot of things in that experience that do not live up to an expectation. So it's like they have the marriage, whatever, the wedding. Then they live together. They go on a honeymoon. Then they live together for eight weeks. And I think throughout, I mean, it's a very condensed process, but I think like within those, that time frame, there's a lot of things that don't live up to an expectation of what a wedding, what a marriage, what a honeymoon, what that all looks like. And there's like a lot of grief that you, you know, these contestants go through during that time frame or, you know, a lot of disappointment that they probably don't even know is grief. Um, and, you know, one thing that I, I'm thinking of is this, in this season I was watching, there's this woman named Mindy. She had kind of a wild ride because her her husband ended up like having an inappropriate re- like relationship, f- friendship, whatever, with one of her friends and like not telling her about it. Ooh. Insane. Um, but anywho, like in that instance – she kind of realized like her relationship was done. And so it kind of just came to a halt all of a sudden. And so she all of a sudden had to like go through all of these, all this disappointment of like, she had a wedding that now is not 
what she thought it was going to be. She had a honeymoon that now did not lead into something longer. You know, she's supposed to live with this guy. He didn't want to live with her. She has to grieve. Like all of these experiences, all this disappointment, this relationship ending in her friend betraying her and her spouse betraying her. Um, and all these expectations she probably had for what the beginning of marriage was like supposed to look like. And yeah. um, so I just I was thinking about it a lot. Once again, that's like a very unique example. But I think there are a lot of times in life where, especially in major milestones, there's either your own expectation or a societal expectation or those combined that lead to this reality in your head of what something is going to to be like. Mm-hmm. I guess it shouldn't say reality in your head, an image in your head of what it's going to look like. And the reality is very different from what you pictured. Yeah. And so you have to just like all of a sudden deal with things not being what you expected at all. Even if you like weirdly chose to do it, like in this example of married at first sight, or even if you, you know, you're in a relationship, you move in with someone, you move in with a friend, and all of a sudden the reality is not at all what you thought it was going to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's really hard. I think about that a lot too with college. Like when I went to college, there were definitely things that did not live up to what I thought they were going to be or were just different than I thought, but I still enjoyed college like as an experience. But I know people who really didn't enjoy college. Like it was not for them. Like maybe the education part was good or like they liked their major, but like the social aspect or just like the lifestyle was not what they wanted it to be or not what they thought it was going to be. And so you have to live with this like major, for a lot of people feels like a rite of passage of like going to college. You have to to deal with the fact that that is not at all what you thought it was going to be. And like, that's really hard, especially when there are a lot of people next to you who are like, oh, that was great. It's like, no, college was great. Or like in the case of Married at First Sight, it's like, oh, my wedding was amazing. My relationship was amazing. Like you just have to to deal with maybe your experience not being the same as everybody else's. Yeah. And the grief like that comes with that. I have to like even think about this for myself because I feel like I'm a person who has a very active imagination and I have like a great capacity to um, imagine things in my head about like how a thing could be or what could happen that is like not based in reality whatsoever, (laughs) but just like, just like, I don't know, just like, oh, well, you know that could happen or they could do this or it could be like this. And I just – I think I sometimes have the tendency to want to make things be really magical or like out of a book or something. Mm -hmm. And then I have to like remind myself sometimes that like real life isn't a rom-com or a book that I read and that not every moment can be like that. And to sort of set my expectations to be like – still you know positive still what I want but also more realistic like I can't get disappointed or I shouldn't let myself feel disappointed just because something wasn't like straight out of a movie Um, yeah but I think like kind of challenging you there because you're like I shouldn't let myself get disappointed when things aren't that's the thing I try to preempt it (laughs) right but it's like you're allowed to be disappointed I, I think also too it's like I think, for example, in the case of like rom-coms, I think it's fair that we're disappointed 
in the fact that our lives can't be scripted to have a beautiful ending. Like, mm. that's what a rom-com is. It's like they're scripted to – like, the protagonist always goes through challenges, but in the end, they get, like, a fairy tale ending. And that's a lot of what society throws at us. It's like, this is how life works, right? Like, if you go through X, Y, and Z challenges, you will get your fairy tale ending. And that's not how life works. And I think that we're allowed to be disappointed in that. And the fact that we're presented a fairy tale and like then that's not what we end up getting, you know? Yeah. I think that that's allowed. I think you just have to also maybe accept that disappointment and try to not sit like you no don't sit in it too long, I guess. Like accept that that's a valid disappointment, but come up with coping skills that allow you to still move on and enjoy your life even if you know you don't get a flash mob at the end with Justin Timberlake <laughs> declaring his love for you like that's just what comes to my mind oh my gosh that movie with Mila Kunis yeah and it literally ends in a flash mob <laughs> pretty wild um but yeah I think like I think something not living up to an expectation is a disappointment that I feel a lot because like you I also have a very overactive imagination and it doesn't help that the kind of movies and tv shows and books that we're into are like fantasy (laughs) romance yeah they're all fiction they're all fiction like they're all very um yeah like never gonna happen in real life so that probably doesn't help with that um but it's just our lived reality (laughs) Um, but I think this one also ties pretty strongly into failure of a relationship, um, which is kind of what I was also talking about when I was using my married at first sight example, because I think failure of a relationship is also something that's not living up to an expectation, because I think most of the time when people get into relationships, they aren't expecting it to fail <laughs> right. or like that's not they don't see it ending. I mean, I think sometimes people do that and that's a whole other thing but I would say most of the time that's not what people are expecting when they get into a relationship they're expecting that it's gonna end well yeah or not end at all right 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 or especially something like a marriage like you're saying with married married at first sight like people come to marriage with a lot of expectations for what the marriage is like one they expect it not to end usually and like they expect it to be successful they expect to feel happy they expect like that they're gonna feel like fulfilled and then they also I think have a lot of expectations about like what their lives together looks like and like the milestones that they'll experience together and even things as early on as like what their wedding will be like how that will look how that will go um and I think there's so much back story to like people's expectations about something like that both from like their own childhoods like their parents Mm -hmm. marriage like society like media like what are their friends doing that by the time you get to that point you have so many expectations even if you don't really know exactly what those are until you realize they're not met totally and I think that a lot of these feelings can come up too in not only romantic relationships. I think there can be disappointment in the failure of a relationship in your family. Maybe not even a failure, but it just looks different than mm-hmm. 
other people's or it's not as strong as you want it to be. Um, and that can be really disappointing and you have to go through a lot of grieving of that. Um, or, you know, we've talked on other episodes a lot about like the ends of a friendship, the failure of a friendship. I mean, you don't become friends with someone expecting to then one day not be their friend at all. Like that is really disappointing. And I think when it comes to failures of a relationship and the disappointment that comes with that, it is a lot of the process of grieving because I think also when it comes to grief too, it comes in waves a lot. Like there's obviously the first big disappointment or the big, you know, grief that you have to go through. And then as you proceed through your life, it kind of comes back in waves. Mm -hmm. And I think especially with the failure of any type of relationship, that kind of disappointment isn't one that just stops. Like, yeah, maybe with your like a canceled plan, it's like the disappointment might end when you then get to, you know, reschedule or you make a different plan and it ends up being super fun. Like that's kind of when it ends. But when it comes to something like the failure of some type of relationship, like the disappointment in that, I don't think ever really just completely goes away. I think right. it can Not get so a lot better. Like substituted, and I totally. yeah, I think that the time frame on that is just a lot longer. Yeah, and I think about that too a lot when it comes to like friendships. I think most of the time, for me personally, that disappointment has faded with like friends that I am no longer friends with because they have new relationships, I have new relationships. But then all of a sudden, like something will pop up on your social media, and you're disappointed all over again that you're not a part of you know their lives anymore and so you kind of have to deal with like a mini disappointment again that you haven't thought of in a while um so I don't know that I have any like great (laughs) advice or like takeaway from that it's just more of like a noting of like how that how disappointment can kind of come yeah in waves and ebbs and flows I guess yeah, we were we were saying that, you know, before we started recording, we tried to look up some articles about, you know, how do you deal with disappointment? How does one overcome disappointment? And let me tell you, the articles themselves were disappointing. I did not think that there was a lot of – So bad, uh, you guys, so bad. <laughs> a lot of great content, at least in the first few articles that I looked at, about how to deal with disappointment. Um, some of them were things like, know your heart and what does that mean (laughs) someone let me know what it means to know your heart it just it was a lot of like vague pleasantries that I felt like no my favorite was go for a run what (laughs) I know like that's not gonna make me get over my disappointment that's just gonna give me a new problem that I have to deal with that's such a specific like a specific piece of advice oh do you go for a run Four miles is the perfect disappointment run. I'm just like, uh, I guess, except then I'm just going to disappoint myself when I try to go for a long run and I like find myself like passed out on the side of the road. No, I have another form of disappointment. Thank you so much. Um, One was find peace. Right. I was like, all right, easier said than done article. Like, aren't we all trying to find peace? That sounds like the entire like goal of Buddhism. Like you're literally... (laughs) I have a lot to put on my shoulders. That is what (laughs) scholars have been trying to find for thousands of years. So, like, thank you so much for suggesting (laughs) that I find that today in the next 20 minutes. 
be out here meditating, trying to find (laughs) eternal peace. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. So the bar is low for um, advice giving on disappointment. So Olivia and I are going to try and think of a few that are maybe better than these articles that really disappointed. It would be such a tragedy to be worse than these articles. (laughs) Well, so the first thing that I was going to say is a way to do my favorite thing, which is to preempt disappointment, which you can't Mm -hmm. do, but (laughs) is a way to maybe avoid disappointment in certain scenarios, which is to first figure out what your expectations are for something. So, um, you know, in, in planning an event or even in something like getting into a relationship with someone, like know what your expectations for those things are mm-hmm. and then also communicate them to yep. the other people around you who are involved in making that expectation a reality or not because, you know, it might not actually avoid the disappointment, but if you're a little bit upfront with yourself about what your expectations are and you're upfront with other people about what your expectations are, they can let you know if they can't meet them, if they know that right, right. away. Like they might be like, you know, like on the ultimatum, oh, you want children? I don't want children. So right. expectations not going to be met. Um, right. That's still disappointing. However, it wastes a lot less time. <laughs> yep. It does. It does. Also, I think along that line, like setting realistic expectations, like Rebecca right. and I were just talking about, like like, am it's, I going to end up a queen in a castle? Probably not. Probably Let's let not. go of that expectation. Right. And that's upsetting. But. <laughs> Can I live in Bridgerton? No, I can't. No. Upsetting, but reality. Right. So like we kind of accept the reality that we're in. <laughs> um, but even still, like something as small as going on a first date, like setting up realistic expectations. Like, am I going to fall in love with this person on this date? Probably not. Right. But what can I do on this date? I can get to know someone better. I can mm-hmm. maybe have a laugh. Yeah, I can maybe myself. have a, enjoy myself, have a good meal, try something new, like setting realistic expectations. You're probably not going to fall in love. You're probably not going to even know if you like this person. You might decipher if you like them enough to see them again. Right. Like that might be a realistic expectation, but knowing whether or not you want to date them, like you probably won't figure that out on date one. You actually, you might know, I definitely don't want to date this person. Yeah, you might know that (laughs) right away. (laughs) But yeah, or like when it comes to your friends or making a new friend, like setting realistic expectations of how long that takes to develop a friendship. Or, you know, what am I really looking to get out of this friendship? Is it someone, is it like a really deep connection? Okay, if so, probably gonna have to put more work into it. Or maybe I'm just looking for a friend to go out with. That's okay too. Um, But that was a long-winded way of just giving more ways to (laughs) set expectations. (laughs) No, but I think it's important. And it's tough. I'm definitely guilty of having unrealistic expectations so yeah or I'm like the most guilty of like having unrealistic expectations and also not communicating them like to myself and to others like not allowing myself to really think like what am I hoping to get out of this Mm -hmm. situation or event or whatever and like be honest about it and then letting people know that like what I'm hoping for so that everyone can be on the same page instead of just like assuming people are going to magically like have the same expectation as me and 
I think it's just like a recipe for disaster if you actually have a lot of expectations, but people don't know them. So like they're inevitably not going to do exactly what you want because they yeah. know what's in your mind. <laughs> totally. Another piece of advice that I've been given when it comes to disappointment and grieving is making space for the disappointment. And whenever someone says to me, like, make space for it, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean make space? Like, uh, there's enough space in this room, like, for the disappointment <laughs> to cloud over my head. Like, what are you talking about? And um, when I was speaking with one of my mental health professionals, I don't know why I said it like that, but um, she was telling me that what that can look like is setting aside 10 minutes to journal or to sit there and think about what has been disappointing. Like if it's the end of a relationship, like sit there for 10 minutes and I don't know, maybe cry. Like maybe that's what you need or um, try to process those motion, uh, those emotions in your head. Um, and then after those 10 minutes, then you go and find something else to distract you. Because I'm someone who, when I'm disappointed, whether it be about a relationship, whether it be about plans, whatever, I like to distract myself like crazy or come up with something else to fill the space. And I don't think that that's a bad thing to do, but you also need to give yourself the opportunity to feel disappointed because you're allowed to feel that way. So I like the constructive advice of giving yourself like a time frame or or something to do like journaling which if i'm being honest i'm not great at um but if you're if you're someone artistic like you could you know put those emotions into some form of like poetry or drawing or writing or something you know to kind of process those emotions and then distract yourself <laughs> yeah yeah, but just like taking that key step because I feel like there's also something to be said that like I am a person who's definitely like tries to just skip over the negative emotions and just like go into like action mode, like do something else. But I feel like what I've learned, what my therapist has told me is that when you skip over that step, it doesn't actually go away. It just like stays in your body. And so it just like comes out at like some other point. It either mm -hmm. comes out like an inappropriate time yeah or it could come out just like way after the fact and then you're very confused by the emotion because you don't know why you're feeling it at a time when like the trigger for what it was like isn't there anymore right and so it's better to just like let it happen in the moment so that your body isn't like holding on to it later totally yeah because I really do think that like your body kind of holds those things in yeah um I don't know if this is such a tangent, but, like, if you've ever seen those videos of people who get, like, massages to help with, like, body trauma. Mm. Anyhow, you should look those up on TikTok. It's, like, people really? who, like, get massages and it's supposed to help, like, relieve, like, the physical trauma of things in your body. Mm. It's wild. Anywho, I suggest you all look it up. Um, okay, but back to our actual topic. Um, so another piece of advice, which we kind of just talked about, was, like, finding something else to occupy your time and maybe take your your mind off of the disappointment. Yeah, or finding like an alternative solution to yes. the thing that had to be changed or, you know, not what, what it originally was. Yes. So like, like in my case, you know, if I'm 
trying to hang out with some friends and my sister for my birthday, but I can't because I have COVID. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, can I try and hang out with them at a different point in time? And it, it won't be exactly the same, but it'll be pretty dang close. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can just be right. something else. Right. And it can be both things at once. It can be disappointing and upsetting that it didn't happen and still exciting and fun that it's going to happen in the future. You yeah. Know, both of those things can be true. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Rebecca and I are always trying to be positive. So I think there's always something to be learned. You know, there's there's always a, a learning moment, a silver lining, not to be cheesy, but there's always something that we can take away from this. You know, with in this instance, I think Rebecca and I were both bummed that the plans got canceled. But I was like, you know what? It's I'm actually really enjoying like having a restful weekend at home. Not to I know, say I ended that- up just like chilling and it was like it was kind of necessary. I mean, like because of the COVID as well, but yeah. also just like, you know, my and I spent all day watching uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and just like relaxing and like cleaning up the apartment, which it really needed. And like, you know, it's fine. I, I'm i not really one of those people who likes to subscribe to like what's meant to be will be or like, you know, it's just like it's it, it all happened for a reason. Like, I don't know that I believe that, but I do believe that you can learn lessons from things and that like it doesn't have to be all bad and that maybe there will be something that like works out better or adds a new element that you weren't like anticipating as long as you just sort of keep moving forward and like don't get stuck in the disappointment because my thing about disappointment is that like you should experience it and you know feel it but if you stay there it can really like prevent you from from just doing things and mm-hmm. it can like prevent you from moving forward and I feel like getting stuck in disappointment especially for something that's like you know big like it's so understandable but at a certain point it just like it starts to hurt you more than I feel like it should be given the power to I don't right. know no I agree with that it's like at some point it feels It's not like you have to let it go by any means, but you have to, for your own sake, like find um, other ways to like make you happy in spite of that disappointment. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, those are our thoughts on disappointment. Feels like a weird sentence to say, but (laughs) (laughs) but that's what it is, I guess. Um, So we hope that you found this helpful, at least more helpful than if you looked up on Google how to support myself through disappointment because those articles are not helpful. So um, I'm hoping we at least get a better rating than that. But thank you all so much for joining another episode of Sisterly. Um, we're so happy to be back after our quick little hiatus. Um, we're- I hope you weren't disappointed that there wasn't an episode last oh, week. Lord. And if you were, don't I'm tell sorry. us. <laughs> no. um, uh, but we're so excited to be back and um we can't wait to see not see but we can't wait to chat with you next week on another episode bye everyone